Bokar Tov, we are on chapter 15 of Shemuel Bet, we're on verse 25. We, uh, we just saw, as David is exiting Yerushalayim, we're seeing the people that are leaving with him, and all of the events that are occurring as David is leaving Yerushalayim. One thing that I've, I noticed about David leaving Yerushalayim, I know we've discussed this already, but compare it to Shaul for a second. Shaul is told that he's no longer going to be king, and what does he do? He lashes out. He's going to kill the next guy. He doesn't. He goes into Shaul. Shaul, whenever he's told he's not going to be king, he goes into complete denial, complete and utter denial. In an utter denial, he doesn't accept it for a second. He kills. He tries to kill the person who's coming in after him. Now, when David is not even told that he's not going to be king, but he's, but it's just the things are turning bad for him, and it's hinted to him that maybe God doesn't want him to be king. David fully just abdicates the throne He accepts it So you could see this as a very good thing on David's part mm-hmm. The ability to accept God's will Even when it means giving over power you know? So it was God's will He's ready for it Even if it's not clear that it's God's will That's the point mm-hmm. I mean, He has his level it's of humility yeah. And he, he recognizes that the power he's given Is only for the sake of glorifying God's name So if it seems like God doesn't want him in power anymore So he accepts it without a, without a question and the ability for David to give up power so, so easily without even a fight, very impressive. You know, he takes the, the ring and he throws it into the lava. Mm-hmm. Who else has done that? Shaul couldn't throw the ring into the lava. You know what I'm referring to? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Pasuk 25. So now there are two Kuanim. Okay. There is Sadok and Evyatar. In Pasuk Kaftal, we met them. Okay. And uh, Tzadok and the Levim That were with him They were bringing the Aaron And they put it before David And then Eviatar also came After all the people To leave uh, the city with David So Tzadok and Eviatar come Now there's actually a very very important thing About who these two Kwanim are Who, are, who is Tzadok and who is Eviatar? So Tzadok was actually a descendant of Pinechas, the one from uh, Parshat, uh, you know, Pinechas. And Eviatar is a descendant of Elia Kohen from the beginning of Shmuel Aleph. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now there's actually a very important note in this one I want to read. Because it, it gives a whole backstory of uh, Eviatar and Tzadok. Can I read it for a second? In the plain sense of the verse, Eviatar is numbered amongst David's loyalists. He was the son of Achituv, the Kohen Gadol who was executed with the Kohanim of Nov. And when David was in flight from Shaul, Eviatar joined him in Ke'ilah. Remember? Okay, so he is the son of Achituv, who was one of the Kohanim that was killed by Shaul. And remember we said that the Nov, the city of Kohanim, were, were descendants of Eli, which fulfilled the curse against Eli's family that they will be cut off. Okay, now... Uh, According to Seder Olam At this point It should be understood That Eviatar departed Because David understood That Eviatar should be removed From his position of Kohen Gadol Eviatar was later deposed When Shalomon became king Which is related In the beginning of Melachim Okay Eviatar was, was Gotten rid of as Kohen Now why was Eviatar Gotten rid of as Kohen And why is Sadok The one who's seen As the rightful Kohen now the reason Abiyatar lost his position was that David asked him to inquire of the Urim Betumim as they're leaving. 
David asks him, inquire, about the urim, inquire of the Urim Metumim. He did ask what. And it did not respond to him, according to Midrash. Hmm. And it did not respond to him. Then Sadok made the inquiry, and the Urim Metumim responded. Okay, so Sadok proved that he is the rightful coin when the Urim Metumim answered him. According to, the, according to the Mepharshim, what David asked was, will I see Yerushalayim again? Okay, and then uh, the, it didn't answer, it didn't answer Aviatar, and it answered Sadok. Okay? This was a divine indication that Sadok, not Aviatar, was qualified for the position. The reason for Aviatar's disqualification was that he was a descendant of Eli, and God's refusal to respond to him indicated that the time had come to fulfill the curse issued against Eli and his family. Sadok, on the other hand, was a descendant of Pinechas, to whom God had promised eternal priesthood. And that's why, in the following verses, David addresses himself to Sadok and not to Aviatar. Okay? So that's just a, a good summary of who these two Kwanim are. The sons of these two, two Kwanim are going to be instrumental for, to David getting back into Yerushalayim. Okay? Okay? Return the Aaron of God back to the city. If I find favor in God's eyes, he will return me, he will return me, and he will show me his uh, beautiful abode. Okay? Now hold on. Page. And if God decides and he says, I do not want you, David, let God do to me as is good in his eyes. What, a, what an emunah he has, no? Mm-hmm. Imagine, imagine your business is struggling and you don't, you don't say, okay, uh, please Hashem, give me parnasa. You say, okay, if Hashem, if Hashem uh, doesn't want me to have parnasa, I won't have parnasa. Let him do what's good in his eyes. That's like the ultimate level of emuna, You know, the ability to accept God's will even when it doesn't, doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And this is beautiful because David is saying, don't bring the Aaron with me. Don't use the Aaron as an amulet to come help. I'm not going to make use of God to help me succeed against Avshalom. He says, let the Aaron stay in respected place where it was designated, where there's a tent built for it. And I'm not going to use the Aaron and carry it around with us for our sake, we're going to let it sit in Yerushalayim and the, and the Aaron will, will, you know, and, and if God wants to bring me back, he'll bring me back. And the king said to Tzadok HaKohen, and he says, do you agree? Or, uh, there are multiple Farshim on this, do you agree with my plan? Or, are you a seer? Meaning, are you a, are you a Navi? Go back to the city, he says to Tzadok, because you're a Kohen anyways, right? So, Avshalom, He's not going to kill a Kwanim because he understands the Kwanim were there to continue the service of uh, the Aaron, right? Mm-hmm. So go back to the city. And then you have Achimat, your son, and Yehonatan, the son of Eviatar. Your two sons shall stay with you in Yerushalayim. And I'm going to be staying. In the desert, I don't know how to translate the plains, uh, in, the the plain, in the plains of the desert, until the message comes from you guys to tell me what to do. Okay, so he says, Sadok and Avitar, you stay in Yerushalayim. Your two sons, Yonatan and Achimat, or Achimat and Yonatan, shall stay in Yerushalayim with you. And when I need, when it's ready or it's time for me to return back to Yerushalayim, you can send your sons and they will tell me. So Tzadok and Avatar returned to Aaron back to Yerushalayim and they, do, and they, they stayed there. And David was going on the 
the uphill of the Zetim, meaning it was like on the, 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 the path of Har Zetim, which is east of Yerushalayim, it's east of thing. Okay, so he goes on uh, east of the Harabite, and he goes to Har Zetim, Ole Uvohoya, he's going up and he's crying, Verosh Lo Hafui, and his head was uncovered, and he was walking barefoot in mourning. And every person uncovered their head. And they went up, going up and crying. Okay? Uh, why did he go to Har Zetim? Because if you look at Har Zetim, if you ever noticed, if you look at Har Zetim when you're in Yerushalayim, it overlooks Yerushalayim. And that's a very good view of Yerushalayim. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, according to Radak, even so far, the only strategy, so far the only strategy, is leaving the Kohanim in place, which is going to be extremely important for him. Like uh, to be spies, kind yeah. of spy or messengers. He said something like that in the notes. Like he he sent them. Yeah, he to sent. He, he to sent. Stay there as spies. Achimats and Yonatan as as we're going to be the messengers, and Sadok and Aviatar are going to be the spies, and we're going to see his main strategy is coming up. It's it's coming up very soon. Pasuk Yilamet Aleph Vedavit Higid Lemor Achitofel Bakosherimim of Shalom. And then David noticed, or he said, or he exclaimed, Achitofel is within the rebellion with Avshalom. Vayomer David sakelna et atzat Achitofel Adonai. And he said, please God, confuse the advice of Achitofel Hashem. Now who is Achitofel and why is David so concerned with Achitofel? Why is he telling God to confuse his, his, uh, his um, advice? So according to the Chachamim, Achitofel was... A very, very, very great, uh, um, a great advisor to the king, and he, in fact, he was David's best advisor. And David knew that Achitofel's advice was so good and so compelling that if Avshalom had Achitofel's advice, there's no way he could lose. Okay. Now, there are a lot of midrashim that are fascinating about Achitofel that he was David's friend as a kid, and that he was a, and that he was a, a tamid chacham, and all that. And there is a Midrash that also says that Achitofel was the, the father of Batsheva, I believe, right? There's a Midrash that says that Achitofel was the father of Batsheva, and he was only going with Avshalom to get back at David for what he did to Batsheva by killing her husband and so on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's uh, another interesting uh, layer of, of uh, Midrash right there. Okay, so he says, please God, confuse the advice of Achitofel. Now here is where David's main strategy, or maybe... Borei Olam's main hashkacha, like luck, works in David's favor. And David is coming to the top of the mountain, I guess, where he's going to bow to God. And then opposite him is a man named Hushai Ha'arki. His clothing was torn and he had dirt on his head. What does that tell you? That he was mourning, which means he was pro-David. Now who is this guy Hushai Ha'arki? Hushai is like an old man who is also a very, very, very good advisor of David. He said, if you come with me, then it's going to be difficult because you're, 
I'm going to have to worry about you and you're going to be, you're old and it's difficult to, to care for you and so on. But if you stay back in the city, you should say to Avshalom, you should say to Avshalom, I don't know how to translate it, honestly. I am your servant, the king I will be. I'm a servant of the king I will be. I was the servant of your father. And now from then until now, now I am your servant. Go and basically tell, it was a very convoluted Hebrew, but go and tell Avshalom, I'm going to be your servant. I was your father's servant and now I'm going to be your servant. And go and mess up the advice that Achitofel gives. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to see that when push comes to shove, this is exactly what happens. Hushai is going to be instrumental and he's going to cause Avshalom to not listen to the good advice of Achitofel, allowing David to, to, to survive the rebellion of Avshalom. So that's the main plan of David and we'll continue by Hashem tomorrow. Baruch Adonai Lodam.